Right. Uh, in just a minute, um, Peter's going to come and lead us through our final session for the day, which is going to be phenomenal. Um, but just before that, Michael. Cool. Cool. Well, hello. Uh, my name is Michael Ivey. I'm the assistant pastor at Abingdon Community Church. Hasn't today been brilliant? Yes, I'll, I'll just ask that again because I wasn't too convincing, right? Hasn't today been brilliant? Yes, praise God, praise God. Well, I'm keen that we see more of this in our local contexts, aren't you? Not just for today, but actually where we're at. And we want to see the kingdom of God expanding and growing and people set free and meeting with our Heavenly Father. That's what I'm passionate about, and I hope that's what you are passionate about as well. If you do have a passion for that, please come see me afterwards. I'll be in the back after today's last session or whatnot. I'm going to take down some contact details so we can try and organize that in the local context you find yourself in. Is that all right? Cool. Cool. Well, should we go ahead and invite Peter up now? Yeah, you do that. Cool. Peter, please. Yes, I'm rather, I'm rather large, so you can find me. Peter, please. Let's pray for him. Cool. Yeah. yeah, Father, thank you so much for who you are. Thank you for the freedom through you, Jesus. We can meet with our Heavenly Father, who is so good. I pray for a fresh anointing over this man, Lord as he speaks to us, Lord, and I pray for our hearts would be open wide. It's what it is that you have to say. Thank you, Lord, for all that you are and all that you do, and that you are forever good. It is in your name. Amen. Anyone see this? Yeah? Well, you will now be confronted with a Dutch doctor's handwriting. <laughs> and um, so the first question is what do I write? My intention is <clears throat> to, let, to, to put you to work. That's why it's a workshop. Okay? I want to, um, to speak about, I have a sound. I, have, I want to speak about the gift, how to practically walk in the gift of, the, of prophecy. I'm not sure if I also speak about other gifts, but that's why I want to start with that. And, um, and I also want you to, um, to practice it together. So in a short while, we are trying to uh, reorganize the benching a bit and we find groups of three together. So if you uh, say, oh my goodness, you can run out now. But if you want to be in there, this is go we, we're going to organize that. It will be very practical. It will be very funny also. Um, so I have the privilege to start. Now, 
my experience there's the prophetic there has been an, uh, the old fashioned interpretation of the prophetic is the gifts of uh, Ephesians 4 that uh, you have the prophets the evangelists, the teachers the apostles, the shepherds right? and then usually one or two people in the church are seen as the prophet, right? That's the old-fashioned way of seeing it. I think that in the revival we are in to now, the prophetic has another dimension. Jesus says clearly in his words, I send to you prophets and teachers. I send to you prophets with an S, multiple. When I spoke this morning about that Jesus was like Elijah, like uh, Jeremiah, like uh, Moses, like David. That was an introduction actually to convince you that the, 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 the fellowship of Jesus that came right after, after his ascension and right after Pentecost was a company of prophet, prophetic people. Even Peter the Apostle speaks about the happening in Jerusalem as looking to Joel 2, that the Spirit, God says, I will, I will um, put my Spirit in all people, in all flesh, right? And, and they, they didn't say some of them, but they say they will prophesy, and they will have dreams, and they will have visions. He speaks about the older, the young people, Never in the Bible, in the, in the Gospels, I read about the separation of some people with only one uh, way. Of course, in everything it's like there is exceptional situation that people have a specific call in that. You're, you're right. But we always look at those exceptional uh, ministries and forgot that we are all prophetic because we are a company of prophet, prophetic people, right? I mean, children can have dreams. My children can speak to me. I, Papa, I dreamed something. It's all over the place. It's not only in... The giftings are just shattered by God, like he's doing that, you know. He's not, he's not so difficult. He doesn't say, well, uh, let's classify this and so, and then he just throws them out, you know, in the, in the company of saints. Okay, so that's, that's said, that means we all can, in one or a bigger or lesser measure, uh, matter, <coughs> try to, to understand what does that mean, and how can we help another one through the prophetic um, thing that we hear, okay? Not only in the church, but also in the marketplace where you work, yeah? Now, Usually, when you search God, like I said in the, in the meeting, the, the gift is always related to your passion. So if you search God for an answer, then you will have a revelation. Usually it works like that. But anyway, what do you receive then? Then you receive, what I would say, the, the raw material of the prophetic thing, the vision or the something you see or 
or you hear, you know. But mostly, see, like Habakkuk, he was standing as a watchman on the, 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 the wall of Jerusalem during a decline of spirituality in Jerusalem. And he was complaining to God, where is your glory? So he was watching God to see what he would say. So that's qu quite strange. So, I mean, you hear with your ears, right? And you see with your eyes. But the incredible Habakkuk said, I will see what you, what you speak. So he was hearing with his eyes. That's crazy. But this is actually exactly what happens in the prophetic. So you don't go to God and then you scratch your ears and open up your ears and put yourself in a hearing position. Do I hear anything, you know, like that? You become very frustrated. You don't do that. What you do is you focus on him. That means your attention goes to him. Your whole heart goes to him. So you see him. You look at him. That's easy, right? If I want to look at you, I see you there, right? If I want you to see, I see you there. So the attention, the focus defines where you look at. So if we look at God, look and see, then we see the things that he has for us. The raw material, it is. Well, give an example. Usually God gives very childish things. Very childish things. Uh, I'll give an example. I once was, was in a meeting, and um, many people in the meeting, and I was there, and suddenly during the worship, I saw a little baby walking around. Now, that's really powerful in prophecy, yeah? I had no idea what he wanted to say. I had no interpretation yet. But anyway, I said, okay, I see a little baby walking around, everybody laughing at me, ha, 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 what's he doing now? And then after that, the, the word of God came very fast, that he was using the children, and he was, so he had a word from that. So actually what's happening, you have the raw material, which can be very simple, phase A, then you interpret, you start using your mouth, speaking, verbalizing what you see. And remember, the prophetic gift is a supernatural gift from the Holy Ghost. So how do you know that you're not speaking from your natural man and that you speak from the spirit man? The key word to understand that is flow. Because the Bible says that the spirit is like a river flowing out of it. Now to get into a flow, if you're an experienced speaker, you know what I talk about, it's difficult to get in a flow. But when you're in a flow, in the natural I mean, everything is going all right. You can speak whatever, everybody looks at you and you have attention from everybody. The flow is very important in the natural. But also in the spiritual, the Holy Spirit is a, is a river, it flows. That means that when you start 
prophesying in the beginning you are very unexperienced so you struggle to to so you you're more, you're more like staccato in, in music you know da -da, da -da -da -da. and then you wait and i think well is there any other word and da -da -da -da. so then you begin by interpretation and verbalizing what you have seen in the romantic and then often you you will see more and then you speak it out what you see and you will see more and you speak out and there comes a moment that you are in a flow of prophesying and then it's above your your own imagination that's the holy spirit that's where supernatural knowledge comes in and supernatural wisdom comes in that you suddenly start saying things that you never thought about knowing things that you never knew that is supernatural knowledge and discernment. And that's wonderful when that happens because that is what people need. People need God's input in their life. So, so the second one is invitation and it goes up and down so you verbalize, right? One of the things that happens when you verbalize in the flow is speed. It goes very fast. It goes so fast that you cannot discern what you, you cannot plan your speaking anymore. You just keep flowing in the, in the words. It's, it's, it's supernatural. That's why it's a gift of the Holy Ghost. So speed is part of that. It becomes dynamic. Now there is another point. Phase three. Can you read my handwriting? I'm really doing my best now. And I've made a fold. Like that. So uh, the application is very, very important. Um, when you have a prophetic word for someone, it's okay if you make faults, right? If, it's okay if you, <coughs> if you have the, the right see, uh, but you still, uh, the words are stumbling out of your mouth and you, you're mixing up all your natural knowledge with the word of God. It's okay in the beginning of your ministry, that's okay. And therefore this part is very, very important. I think the application of the prophetic word is a very democratic process. Now that's not a real uh, biblical statement, but that means that uh, it, is, it is wise if you have a word that you gently ask the other one, um, does it sound uh, okay, you know? Uh, do I touch uh, some truth or am I just speaking out of the blue, this is nonsense. That's important because imagine in the beginning you make faults. Imagine 25% of what you share is, is nonsense. And 75% is true. So the application process is a thing that you usually do together. That's my experience. Um, not always. The problem with, uh, with prophecy is that you must be very, very careful not to have directive prophecy. Because if you as a prophetic person also do the application yourself, 
there's a big chance that you roll over the person's integrity. And there, you can make big faults in that. People can make unwise decisions because you said you have to do that. And you apply what was really from God, not knowing wisdom. So usually I ask if I have the time, okay, does it, how do, how do you apply? And that's why when we do our exercise, we do this in triples. I have five exercises. I don't, I don't have time for five. But the first exercise I would like to, um, to do Yeah. So in three, one is prophesying, one is observing, right? So here is, you do a lot of the work, but you shift roles. So you take five minutes to be, you are silent before God, whatever time you need, and then you say, well, I see this, and then you verbalize it, right? Am I clear? Yeah, now you come into the doctor's... Um, yeah, so C. So you are, your task now is easy. Yeah, so you are the, the prophet, right? In this exercise. So you see something. If you don't see something, don't do anything. We're not in the, in the, in the mood of doing uh, imagination or something. So if you see something, or maybe you hear something that can also be the point, huh? you hear something, a word. Whatever, you see something. Do you have to close your eyes if you do that? Well, it could have helped you in the beginning. Um, but if you are practicing in a flow, then you, 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 you better not close your eyes completely because you don't know what's happening. Yeah? So, but now for this exercise, you can just, and, and to hear from God, well, actually what you have to do is to, you have to silence your heart as far as you can, and, and then see what he is doing. And then if you see anything, whatever it is, start verbalizing it. You say, I see this. And then yeah, you have to start verbalize what you see. And uh, the, the, the incredible thing is that the next thing only comes when you verbalize the first thing. You don't get the next uh, interpretation, the next impression if you don't do the first one. Now, if you are very experienced in prophesying, it's different. You can sometimes, for example, you can have a message 
not in the same time, but being spread out over days. And you just journalize the message, a word and another word, and then at the end of a few days you have the complete message. And then at that moment you verbalize, verbalizing is much easier. You share the whole message. You can just write it down and read it, for example. Huh? That's also, but that's not the exercise of now, because we now have only a few, few minutes. But that also can happen. Yeah? And um, it's very important in church that you um, submit the prophetic gift to the leadership. And um, especially in revival, it's very important that you. Um, God is not a God of chaos. Uh, and the contrary, he, from chaos, he created humanity, right? So he is in the in the in the con he is in the business of of doing things in a good and orderly way, and still using our individuality and creativity. That's incredible. But whatever you do, sometimes in a in a church meeting, in churches, what I see happening is that two or people. Two or three people are more experienced in the gifting, and then uh, they write down whatever the, the verbalizing of what they see. They give it to the of the leaders. They read it and they 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 compare, and then hey, that's really incredible because God says to three people the same thing. And then you let some people come to the front in the church and just explain what they saw. That's a way of dealing with prophecy in the church. Not the only way, but a way. So the first exercise. Are there questions on this first exercise? Yeah. You've written something by the set. What's the second person doing? Observing. Yeah. Now I understand why you complain, because I even cannot read it. <laughs> yeah, so I'm training you to focus. Huh? Yeah. There's a secret behind all that. So this is a nice position because you feel I'm safe. <laughs> so you observe and you make notes. And the good thing of that is that if he has a lot or she, you don't have to worry about remembering because she wrote it down, right? Don't make it too long. You don't need to have 40 lines in your prophecy. Yeah? That's not what we need. So make it easy for him. So observe and note. And then together you share short what is happening, and then you talk about how could it apply. That's it. Next round, you shift roles. So each time you do this, about um, yeah, how much time do we have? Two hours in total or something? An hour and a quarter to do the exercise. Okay. So then we need to. Then each, each person needs, <coughs> well, one round will be five, seven, seven minutes or something. Then we change, when we change, so 20 minutes, 
for the hole. And if you don't, cannot do it, you just let the other go. Don't make it a, a stressful thing. And then we'll just um, get some uh, reports and then I have an exp uh, exercise and we'll see how far we come. So now the point is that we reorganize the chairs a little bit. And I can then leave that to you to, uh, to lead that. What Peter is saying, we need to reorganize ourselves. I think we'll all grow up. You think you can manage to get into groups of three? think we can all get into groups of three. I'm sure we can manage that. You're wonderful, gifted and able people. One, two, three. I'm sure you can manage threes. Go for it. Move chairs, whatever is necessary. We'll need to shuffle some chairs around. It'll take a couple of minutes, but go for it. If someone is on their own, I think there's a group of only two at the front here. If there's one person looking for a group, there's a group of two there. And if you need paper, uh, Michael is just about to go and get some paper. So if you need paper to write on, get some from Michael. He's getting some in a minute. If anyone needs pens, Peter has pens. Ah, that's nice, a pen. You need pen? You need pen? You have pen? What is that? Before I go, can I ask you a quick question? You know, when I came up to speak to you, you were 
Did I? I don't know. I don't remember. So anyway. You, you don't, right? So when when that happens, how do you actually get revelation of the words? So really I think every group has been formed. Every group has. There's a group needing one person about halfway down the room who has stood up. Is anyone not in a group? I will share that after the session. I will share about that. Is that okay? But the fact is that if you have a... a Michael, can you, you join those two ladies when you finish handing things out? Um, basically, you have to verbalize to interpret the tongue before you speak. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. you can... It is nonsense for the other one. Yeah, but it was really powerful. I don't know what it was. That's, that's all I, I can't... Yeah. So if you've got any questions, I'll be wandering yeah, around and Peter will be wandering around. Other than that, go for it. First person, now's the time to start focusing on God. Amen. Amen. I can hear that the volume of talking has gone up as the volume of prayer has come to an end. So that's good. Amen. Uh, looking forward to hearing stories of what God has done. Okay. Time to be wrapping prayers up. Okay. We're going to get back in our groups one more time in a minute. But I, do one, I just want to do a little thing now because in a couple of minutes we're going to do our final exercise but that exercise won't have a neat altogether ending when you're done, you're done and then you're free to go after the last exercise. So therefore this is the sort of the moment when I can, we can say thank you to a couple of people. Um, so if you've been involved in preparing or serving food can you stand up please because we want to thank these people. Thank you all ever so much. Thank you, Annette, for all your hard work yesterday, getting all that food ready. Really appreciate it. Um, I want to say thank you to everyone who's helped in all sorts of different ways, PA and PA and leading worship and leading worship and leading some more worship and leading even more worship. It's been amazing. Thank you, Andy, and thank you to the Chelsea team. <laughs> and Mr. and Mrs. Reis. Please, can we thank them? Oh, I should have said Dr. and Mrs. Rice, sorry. Um, unless it's Dr. and Doctor, I never checked. Is it Dr. and Doctor? No? Okay. You can make a practical announcement, yes, yes just one. Um, some of you have been asking about whether you can have a recording of uh, these talks. Um, we, we don't have the capacity to put it on our website, but our sound guy is going to uh, send the file with the recording to uh, each of the church leaders. So if you want a recording, 
they'll sort it out. Get in touch with your church leader. <laughs> Fantastic. So it'll end up on a number of websites, um, even if not here. Okay, so part of our passion is the local church, and we want each local church to be led by the Holy Spirit. So if I've got it right... I have written there all the local churches that are represented here. St. Mary's Church, Chelsea, Abingdon Community Church, King's Church, Digcote, Henley Baptist Church, Swindon Community Church, Wallingford Baptist, and I think Wallingford Ridgeway, if I've got that right. And Digcote Ridgeway. Oh, sorry. Um, and, and Wantage Community Church. So, in each of your groups, just take five, six minutes and say to God, which church are you highlighting to us, and what do you want to say to that church? What inspiration do you want to give to that church? What word do you want to give to that church? What idea do you want to give to that church? What encouragement do you want to give to that church? You can do two churches if you want to, but one's great. Pick a church, pray for it, and then when you've got something, and here's the really fun bit, One page per town. I'm afraid uh, if you, there's two churches in the town, you'll have to share a page. But there's one for Abingdon, and it goes through in alphabetical order. Apart from Chelsea, I'm sorry I put you at the end, my mistake. But they're all here. So as you feel God's highlighting something, come up, grab a pen, and add it to this. And then each church leader is going to take these encouragements and these words from the Lord back with them to their church. So in a minute, I'm just going to say go to that. Other than that, thank you for coming. And looking forward to seeing you tomorrow morning at the celebration. So, in your groups, again, settle your hearts, focus on the Lord, pick one of these churches or towns and say, God, what do you want to highlight? And come and share it. Share it with your group and then come and add it here. And you can do it two or three times or you can do it one time. And when you know you've heard from the Lord or you're settled, you're free to go at any time. God bless you. Thank you. Crack on praying.